Hey, this is Brandon J. Clack, and you're tuned into Game Changer. all your social media platforms here with another addition to Game Changer. Uh, I've got a special guest in the building with me today, a great pastor, great music writer, great singer, great leader, uh, my good friend Courtney Beer. What's going on, man? Hey, man, what's happening? Thanks for having me on the show. This is way cool. Yeah, man. Well, let me just start off by thanking you. Uh, because I just wrote a book that we're about to get in, say it again, <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to be talking about myself and uh, doing it all, so I figured I would have you come in here and help me, and so, uh, yeah, man, we, we're just going to chop it up about the book. Well, it's kind of cool because it's always hard to talk about something that you created, Yeah, that you, you, know, you don't want to sound like that guy, but I've read the book myself, and I'm going through it, and I'm looking at like, this is tremendous content for everyone who's listening, so I I would love to help lead the conversation on this thing. You and I talk a lot about culture. This book is for the culture. Yeah, man. Um, and and it's, it's a great passion of mine to try to impact the culture, not just for Jesus Christ, but for the development of the human experience. Correct. And so uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, let's jump into it. So here's the thing for me. The book is simply called Say It Again. Yeah. Say It Again. Like, why say it again? You could have come up with so many things, but say it again you went with. Yeah, this book is really a compilation of some quotes that I felt like God gave me while I was preaching, studying, talking to my kids, uh, uh-huh. talking to you, talking to people on the phone, you know, all of that stuff. And uh, I wanted this to be a repetitive conversation where these quotes could get into the memory bank and somebody could extract it out in their everyday experience. So it's it's say it again. What'd you say? Say it again. Say it again. Say yeah. it again. You you were just talking about it kind of just kept showing up in different moments. Would you call that like a theme? Does God ever speak themes over you and into you? I really feel like he does. I feel like not only does he speak themes over me, but it's almost like a preview to the next season of my life. Yeah. And so when those themes start to show up, it's almost like God's heads up to me Yeah. that this is what I'm about to do. This is what I'm not going to do. Yeah. This is who I'm adding. This is who I'm taking away. Yeah. And it's uh, it's almost kind of like his, uh, will I not run this by my homie Abraham right. before I go and destroy <laughs> everything? No, I feel like God and I are friends. And so he gives me a heads up he with these small quotes <laughs> when something gets torn up. <laughs> Yo, I, like, like when, whenever God speaks in themes, I think it's like a culture creating moment. And many people may or may not know, but you were a ball player. Yeah, man. And you, you still are a ball. Like you, you still can ball. Am I correct? Uh, you're absolutely correct. Now, I am not the Brandon Clack I was 15 years ago, but uh, the version of Brandon Clack on the court today is still Probably better than 4% of America. 4% of America. So, <laughs> so I'm not saying that to get you to challenge people, though. If you are out there and you are a senior pastor and you think that you can beat him, holler at your boy, show up on the show, we'll film the game and we'll see who wins. I was saying that because coaches use terms like say it again. They'll repeat something over and over again to their players to make them help cultivate the mindset of the culture of winning. Have you ever run into a case as a ball player where a coach kind of drilled something into you? Absolutely. Um, Sometimes they didn't necessarily do it with vocabulary. A lot of times they did it with repetition of certain plays, certain moments, certain diagrams. And so I'm really finding that uh, 
the activity of what you're learning is just as important as the the verbalizing of what you've heard. So you've got to have activity along with activation of what you're hearing as well. Okay, so we're already into the book. Yeah. Because say it again is not just what you say literally, it's how you express yourself. It, yeah, it's how you live it out. So not only do I want you to take in the content that you're reading, I want you to have the courage to act out the suggestions of the quotes. Dude, this, this to me, this is monumental because many people write a book simply wanting eyes on page. Yeah. But you're saying that you want them to be able to take the words that are coming off the page and make it a part of their DNA, maybe? Absolutely. I, I My prayer is that what you read is something that you practice, oh. not just something that you talk about in coffee shops or use to make other people feel bad, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that it becomes personal activation in your life. And, uh, the, and I think the importance of the quote is it's not just popular opinion. Uh, the word of God is connected to it, which in my personal belief is the only change agent that we have. So I, I'm not just giving you my opinion. I'm trying to introduce you to his presence. Okay. Let, let, let me go back a little bit. One, one more thing. I want to talk about you being a ball player. You are a championship winning ball player. Am I correct? Absolutely. Okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, 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 three seconds left on the clock. You have the ball. You're down by one. What is the play that you're hoping the coach will call? Uh, I'm hoping we're going to go pick and roll the ball in my hands. I get a screen from somebody that's bigger than me. Give me some space to make a decision, pass or shoot. Okay, here's a question. How many times in practice have you run that play? Wow. Oh, geez. I, like, I, give me a real number. In, 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 in one practice in one day, you may run the pick and roll. 25, 30 times. 25. So you're practicing five days a week? Yeah. Okay, so that's what? I'm not a math wizard, but that's like 125 times you've ran one play for a just-in-case scenario with three seconds on the clock. Very true. Does that translate over to our life? Should we be running these plays in this book, like one page? Should we really run it that many times? It's called process. Uh, I think without the power of process, you don't get to have reproduction. And so you've got to get muscle repetition over and over and over again. You know, I think one of the biggest crimes uh, in America and the American church today is that thinking that when you hear one sermon or one mentorship moment or one prophetic word or whatever your uh, choice is, uh, you know, your, your preferences of how you hear God, I think sometimes we think hearing that thing one time is going to equate to the manifestation of what you heard. But if you don't have repetition where you constantly feeding yourself what was given, what was said, what was deposited, if you don't allow your brain and your spirit man to collide in repetition, I guarantee you when life hits you, you are going to revert back to whatever you had repetition. In. Yeah. So the, the power of the word of God is a period which says the dysfunction of my life, I practice that in repetition. You know, all of you Hennessy drinkers, you become proficient at them shots and you know your tolerance, so you drink enough in repetition to yeah. get you lit. Yeah. Which tells me that if I am proficient in my dysfunction in repetition, That's why so in the world do we not think that we need the repetition of the word of God, positive quotes, or the right circle? We gotta That's have so process. Good. Dude, I, I think that in 2019, in the day of great tools like the Bible app, Bible Gateway, one of the things that we may be robbing ourselves with is having a new scripture to look at every day. 
Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I think about my mom would read this thing called the Daily Bread. Remember that? Oh, God. She, yes. In the bathroom as a kid, she'd have the Daily Bread or the Jet Magazine. <laughs> and uh, you'd go to, to look at that Jet Magazine, and we all know which page we turn Listen. to. And that Daily Bread would be staring at her face like, uh-uh, not today. <laughs> turn the page. Yeah, but she would stew on something yeah. on a Daily Bread. The Bible talks about meditating. Why should we meditate on the concept like say it again? How does that meditation go into one another? Meditation to me is like saturation. If you want to get full of something, you've got to immerse yourself in it. And uh, I think the power of this book is that it's not just the book in your hands. It's you get in the book's hands. Wow. And I I think the book wants to get a hold of you just like you want to get a hold of it. Uh, I think it's uh, Psalm 126. In the Passion Translation, it says, uh, Lord, take our dry hearts and drench it again. That word drench yeah. is saturation. Yeah. And so you're telling people you need to get drenched yeah. in this book about saying it again. Delude yourself over and over and over again. Yeah, man. And so, again, we're here and, uh, you know, Pastor Brandon, I'll call you Pastor Brandon. You've already introduced yourself to Brandon J. Clack. Sure. You wrote this book. Is this a life's work book? Did this take a long time? Uh, is this a, a course of a few years or did you just sit down and pen it? Uh, I sat down and, and put pen to paper. But what really is the thing that makes the the overall presentation a part of my life is it was easy for me to write it because this is the theme of my life. Right. And so I am a say it again kind of guy. And these are quotes that I live by publicly and privately. And so it wasn't challenging or too difficult to, to get this uh, in a paperback. It was more so... When you get this book, you get my journey. And and really what I did was I just, I put my experiences down and uh, tried to turn it into bite-sized chunks. You essentially took your journey and turned it into a journal for people. Yeah. They can actually treat this like a journal. We said last night, uh, we, we did a, a book signing last yeah. night, the premiere, and there were uh, people there and they lined up to take pictures and to purchase the book. They were the first ones with it. So if you see it sold on eBay as first edition- <laughs> It's probably real. Right. But we told people last night that if you stop journaling on social media, you could actually journal in this book. Yeah. And it makes it private. It makes it one-on-one. Why is that one-on-one impact of this book so important? I think it's important because in the social media age that we live in today, we have become proficient (laughs) at putting our journeys online in hopes that people will notice us. Um, But I was uh, talking about this to uh, one of my sons in the gospel um, he was asking me, you know, he was saying, you know, you're 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 drenched right now. You know, you want me to step out while you change your clothes? I said, yeah, you can do that. And I said, but before you do, let me give you this nugget. I said I was drenched on stage, but I didn't take my clothes off on stage because mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to publicly see the intimate areas of my life. And I said, how humiliating would it have been for me to have to do something that is necessary changing, uh-huh. but to do it in public? Wow. And I think the power of this book is that you get to change in private. But, but listen, man, in 2019, people, they're saying, like, you got to keep it real. I'm sick of it. You got to, am I not supposed to keep, keep it? Keeping it real in 2019 is code for trying to be discovered. You're not keeping it real because the truth is, keeping it real is you don't look like that when you wake up, liar. Mm. You don't talk like that when you're by yourself, liar. You know, you don't <laughs> you don't always smile, liar. You know, so keeping it real is nothing more than putting my best foot forward in hopes that somebody will give me a deal to right. do what I haven't really developed in private. So say it again, developing in private making sure that you journal your way through this. This is a life's work. It's a part of who you are. Now, let's say I'm listening to this. 
I'm a person who's not part of your Christendom world. I don't even call you pastor. I don't know what a pastor does, sir. I work at a Fortune 500 company. I read books that help me to become a better leader and help me associate with my business acumen and even wealth. Am I going to pick this book up? Absolutely, because you never get to enter something without an exit. This book is an exit plan to help you get off of the level you've always been on. And so there are practical points in this book that will help you with conflict resolution. That's going to help you with business planning. That's going to help you with forecasting, how to avoid learning curves. I mean, it's going to really help you in multiple areas of life, which is why the quotes within themselves are practical uh, for anybody. And then the draw spiritually, I couldn't avoid. I put the scriptures at the bottom. So you have scripture in this book. You have great quotes in this book. If you uh, look on the right side of the book, you have this thought that says, uh, what did you get from this book? Which I think is major. But there's a fourth question that says, what practical steps can you add into your your life every day to make sure this book is not just another book collecting dust, but it becomes a part of you? Talk to me about the practical side and why that's important. Yeah, I don't want you to just read it. I want you to walk with it. Hmm. And when I say walk with it, I want you to have the courage to begin to apply whatever convicts you. If what you read begins to strike something in you, yeah, I see myself in that. Or yeah, I want to become that. The brilliance, in my opinion, behind writing out what it means to you is you are literally telling yourself this is where you need to get better. It's the yeah. power of changing in private. And so it, it it really gives you a chance for responsibility and accountability to yourself and whatever Holy Spirit is saying to you. I think we're all true and we're all honest. Uh, th- there's a transitional period that many people that are listening are in right now. Yeah, I think this book is great for transition because in transition, you are expiring and evolving all at the same time. <laughs> You're expiring from the last season, but evolving into the next. And sometimes you need a coach and you can't have a sit down with Pastor Brandon J. Clack, but you can get this book, which allows you to have the mind because when you sit down with him, here's what you want. You want wisdom. You want revelation. You want knowledge, but you also want a life coach. He can't be that for everybody, but this book can actually pull you through being a life coach. Now, here's my final question for you. I'm a pastor. I'm listening to this. I want to start life groups in my church, and I'm looking for something that can be bite-sized to help us have an accomplishment. Am I buying this book for life groups? I really think you should, and here's why. There's There are community points in this. I believe every life group, the power of it, there is community and there is conviction. Conviction coming from the Word of God, community coming through fellowship. These quotes are practical enough for you to begin to provide the type of community necessary for you to be able to have the organic organic conversations that begin to spark people to talk amongst themselves. You want people talking in a positive way, centered around the word of God, but practical enough to where they can do it at Starbucks, Pizza Hut, on the basketball court. It doesn't matter. It's conversational enough uh, to take you through whatever semester of life groups you're in. I love it. Yeah, man. Fam, you got a book. I got a book. You got a book. I got a book. (laughs) You got to go get the book. You got to go get the book. It's called Say It Again, The Right Conversations Create Kingdom Culture. You're really big in the kingdom and the culture. That's like a thing of yours. It really is. I I think the two can uh, be married, and I think uh, that there can be an underlining value for both. 
uh, as the kingdom of God begins to spread, I think it's powerful enough to evolve and saturate every sphere of social media. Author Brandon J. Clack said again, you can go to all of your outlets and see it there. The book is going to be tremendous. It's going to bless you. Man, thanks for letting me come on your podcast. My dude, anytime. My man. Peace.